The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hello, and welcome to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... March Madness Jason Shear. Which means crazy Jason (laughs) Shear. And we are here for a special edition of the Wildcat Scoop Podcast because we had some big stuff that happened for Arizona basketball today. We've got your bracket. No, that's oh, a little, little yeah. early. A little early. I know you want Sunday to be here, but we're not there Woo! yet. Okay, I'm done. Um, Arizona received many Pac-12 honors today. Numerous. Numerous Pac-12 honors. And we're here to talk about it. So we're going to start. Tommy Lloyd won Pac-12 Coach of the Year. Was this the easiest choice ever? Yes. Indeed. You know, it, and, and someone asked me, I was on... I was on national radio today. <laughs> Which national radio? Uh, Pac-12 radio. Um, and they asked me how much of this was expected. And I went back. I looked at my preseason poll. I picked UCLA first, Oregon second, because Michael Luke talked me into that. Ah, Michael uh, Luke. And, and Arizona third. So, And I thought that Arizona would make the tournament. That still doesn't compare to what we saw happen. Arizona is going to be a one seed. Tommy Lloyd has broken numerous records for first-year coaches, Pac-12 success, a ton of stuff. Uh, I did not see this level of success happening so quickly. And in typical Tommy Lloyd fashion, he kind of poo-pooed it and said, well, yeah, that's great, but it's obviously, you know, it's because of my team. If they don't win and I don't have a good team, I don't win this award, which he's right. And then I got to thinking, uh, if it wasn't Tommy Lloyd, who would have finished second place? Hmm. And that got a little tough. That's hard because uh, Pac-12 is <laughs> not great this year. Because there's only three tournament teams. Um, someone posted on Twitter like, Bobby Hurley's done a nice job, but they're not a tournament team. They've done a nice job for seven or eight games. I guess Andy Enfield. But, I mean, we don't find out the vote. It's voted by the coaches. Um and you can't vote for yourself, so technically it's not unanimous. But like, who would Tommy Lloyd I, vote for? I would, yeah, I don't know who Tommy Lloyd <laughs> voted for. I'm gonna try to find out, but I would assume that this was unanimous in a uh, a very easy vote. I could see Lloyd voting for like Enfield. Do you think Bobby Hurley could get an award for not punching a ref in the face? I like Bobby. I know you do, but when he's game on, Bobby, he's a little crazy. Yeah, that's why I like him. Anyway. I hope he gets a tee tomorrow. If they're losing, I hope he just gets teed up. Mm. Well, it was a very well-deserved honor for a first-year coach, Tommy Lloyd, in his uh, first time being a head now, coach. Now the goal is to make sure he doesn't go the Mike Hopkins route, which is when Mike Hopkins pretended like he was a good coach, won two of these things, and turned out to be mediocre. My guess is he'll be okay. I think we're going to be okay. Uh, moving on, uh, Ben Matherin was the Pac-12 Player of the Year. Can you talk about his progression and who else may have been in the running? Yeah, so I'll do that in reverse order. I, this is another one where like, I really don't know who else was in the running. Towards the end of the season, it was probably between him and Johnny Juzang, and Juzang kind of 
trailed off a bit, got injured and all that. And honestly, like I was telling someone this, the the easiest argument would have been Ben versus Azulis. Yep. And a part of me was wondering if Ben and Azulis at one point, a couple of weeks ago, I tweeted would split the vote leaning to someone else getting it or something like that. Um, Azulis had a couple average games and, and Ben played great the last few weeks and, and, and kind of locked it up. Uh, the biggest progression with Ben is, you know, last year I had mentioned Mike Lukoy's gives me shit for this, uh, that I thought Ben was one dimensional and I'm pulling to the fact that last year he was one dimensional. And then in the first few games of the season, he was one dimensional. And then all of a sudden something clicked, he got comfortable in the offense and all of a sudden he's dribbling when he never dribbled before. He's defending better. He's passing better. Um, he is when, when he is fully engaged, he is one of the best players in the country. And for, for him to go to a guy that was basically a jump shooter last season to what he is now has been extremely impressive. Um, I know he got second team All-American, which I think is right. I, my guess is you'll Ew. see him. I know. He should have been first team. Shelby's very upset about this. I was this. pissed. But my guess is he'll get second team, and he's going to get in the ring of honor for winning Pac-12 awesome. Player of the Year. And his attitude has been good, where times, you know, beginning of the season, that was a, a concern, was how good his attitude would be. And um, they've done a great job with that. So overall, his his progression is extremely impressive. Um, and going back to the first thing, I mean, if Washington was better, I guess, Terrell Brown, but this is another award where it's it's been Ben for a while. Yep. All the awards go to the best players on the best team. Oh, Shelby. Boom. Okay. Christian Coloco uh, received the most improved and the defensive player of the year. Before this season, did you see this happening? Yes, easily. I think you were talking about well, it before the season. No. Uh, <laughs> well, you mentioned Coloco. I thought Coloco would be someone to watch as improving because of his role in the offense. The massive improvement that he's undergone is impressive. And I think one of the things is like, so Sean Miller's defense, good or bad, I'm not getting into that, but it is a very like regimented, this is what you do on defense. And it's not a big risk-taking defense. So Christian Coloco and others weren't really allowed to block shots. That wasn't their role in this defense. Um, in Tommy Lloyd's defense, Christian Coloco has much more freedom and you see his shot blocking ability. What I think is most impressive isn't his shot blocking. It's when teams try to screen him. He's caught on the perimeter guard, covering a guard, and he's able to do it. Mm -hmm. Like the end of the Oregon game was a perfect example. Will, Will Richardson is thinking to himself, oh, I could beat great. Christian off the dribble, and he couldn't. And before you knew it, Will Richardson had no idea what he was doing. He completely lost There's where only, he was in time right. in There's that only moment. one guy in the country that has guarded Kofi Coburn one-on-one, -on -one, and that's Christian Coloco. Hunter Dickinson, one-on-one, -on -one, got dominated by Christian Coloco. You can make a very real argument that Christian Coloco is the best defensive big man in the country, and if he's not, he's top three. Uh, Oscar Tshebewe on Kentucky is probably, um, when you take rebounding account, he might be the best. But, um, you know, his improvement is just remarkable. Like, I, I thought his hands were an issue, and sometimes it pops up this season, but... It really hasn't been an issue. And the thing with him that's crazy is there's still so much room to improve. Like, he still needs to get stronger. He still needs to be able to handle physicality. There's another level to his game where it'll be interesting to see if he reaches that in the NBA or college. But he's going to reach it just based on the trajectory of how much he's improved. But um, he clearly, this is another one 
where he clearly deserved um, both, you know, and Dale and Terry um, made the all defensive team. Uh, you know, that was pretty obvious. I think it was three UCLA players and two Arizona players on the defensive team. But um, the highlight of my day kind of off was when Dejon Davis on Washington got mad that Washington got a lot of steals, uh, but no one made the all defensive team. Washington was 105 in defense in Ken Palm. The reason they got steals is because they played that uh, trashy zone, mm-hmm. and which is built to get steals, but it's not built to defend teams straight up. Right. So Arizona dropping 96 on your ass. Uh, <laughs> like, they did one thing really well. Right. It's they just got not steals. the rubric cool. for like the like, defensive player of the year. None of those dudes. Like, I had no problem. And, and Dale and Terry, to me, might have been second. And, uh, and had Jalen Clark on UCLA played the whole year, he probably would have been up there. Um, but Dalen Terry's another guy. Pella Larson, you can make an argument that he should have belonged on, on the all-defensive team. So uh, overall, um, you know, no issues with that. And Coloco, another clear improvement. I, the most improved, I wondered if it would go to Terrell Brown uh, by sheer numbers based on what he did on Arizona last season um, versus the numbers he put on this season in a bigger role. And for the cherry on top, Pella Larson won sixth man of the year. How surprised are you by that? You know, honestly, I, I think you could have made an argument for three guys. Uh, when you think about it, it's not a huge surprise. So most Arizona fans thought, or at least it feels like they thought, that it should have gone to Umar. And that would have been fine. Like, I don't think anyone would have complained if it went to Umar. Uh, the biggest thing for me is that I thought Umar disappeared in some bigger games and was a little inconsistent defensively. Uh, I think with Pella, even though offensively he was inconsistent, you knew what he you were getting defensively. He's become one of the better defenders on Arizona and probably in the conference. Justin Kyer could have got some votes. He may have got, I don't know. Um, you know, he's his numbers may not be that impressive, but he was clearly the backup point guard on this team. And in the last few weeks, he's been playing great. Uh, you know, the fact that those two guys, three guys could have gotten votes with no issue uh, is super impressive. And, you know, Tom, it goes back to the thing that Tommy Lloyd has said in some of the players where to them, um, you know, they have like six, seven starters. Like they, they, these are starter quality bench guys where I said, okay, if you took Umar, how many Pac-12 teams would he start at? He'd start on most. If you took Pella, how many Pac-12 teams would he start at? He would start on most. If you took Justin Kyer, it'd probably be a little less, but you could see him starting for like an Oregon State or whatever. And so it, it's, it's, it says to the depth of the team, it's an indication of the depth of this team overall that Arizona had three guys that probably could have won six man of the year and no one really, really argued it. And this is another one, Shell, where like the more I think like Jalen Clark on UCLA maybe would have been a guy. Um, but like when you go through it, Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. There's not really another... Well, Kier Krisa missed starter. out. Starter. He's a starter. Well, he was a starter, but... You can't win six minutes. I still feel bad. <laughs> Shelby's very upset yeah. that... Let's get into that a little bit. So, Curry didn't get an award. 
Uh, I think I would have... I, honorable mention is probably where I would have had him. That's fair. He's not a first-teamer. He's probably not a second-teamer, although Brandon Carlson making it on Utah was kind of weird. Um, you know, you could make the case, like, Kirk Reese is better than Boogie Ellis. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Especially in the latter part of the season, but I actually think it's a positive for Arizona because if I know Kirk Riso like I think I do, he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder, and he's that guy where he'll actually like almost create a chip on his shoulder just to get himself motivated and pissed off. And uh, if anything, this will help. And I like what Tommy Lloyd said at the presser today. He basically said like five times, that's my point guard. He's my point guard. He's my point guard. And if I know Kerr, you know, he doesn't need extra motivation, but this will, he's my point guard. And, like, Tommy Lloyd has been adamant through thick and thin that they believe Kirk Risa is the guy that can lead him at point. And we'll find out. Like, I, it's not outrageous to me, but he should have been honorable mention. I mean, it, yeah, it would have made sense. it's a little bit of a knock. Right. But... And didn't you text, you texted or tweeted at me? I can't remember, but you said that Tommy Lloyd said that, what is it, Priv- something's a privilege. Yeah, so I asked Tommy, um, and we're going to the, we're kind of diving into the tournament stuff, but... Oh, no. It's horror. We're going to do another podcast previewing whoever Arizona plays. We'll talk about that, too. But pressure is a privilege. Sean said that a couple times, too, and, and that's a nice... But it's basically, I said, look, does your mentality change? And he said, no, it's a normal game, but they have to understand, like, you can play poorly and maybe get away with it. If you're lost, you have a, another game to turn around a couple days later, and you build off that. There's no building off it this time of year. You play poorly you're done. The season's over. And then I said, you know, what about pressure? Like, how do you deal with the pressure of the fact that Arizona, you guys are going to be a one seed and all that. People are going to expect you to make a run. And he said, pressure is a privilege. Like if there's no pressure, that probably means you're a crappy team. Right. And so it's the right mentality. And it's obviously something I agree with. And yeah, I agree with Tommy. I'm sure he sleeps better at night knowing that I too think pressure is a privilege. Oh, everyone sleeps better at night. Knowing that you have an opinion about them. Mm-hmm. Well, depends who it is. Anyway, if you didn't notice, we did not do a post-game um Cal doesn't deserve a respect, shall they? <laughs> Just we, say it. Because uh, Jason got home late after the game. I said, woman, we're we going to dinner. celebrated, and then it was late. And, you know, did you really need a podcast said, after woman, Cal? woman, we're going to dinner. Invite a couple friends. We're having a cocktail. And Cal Golden who? Yes, right. So Arizona got to cut the nets down Saturday night. We didn't forget. We did have some people asking us where the podcast was, but it was nice to just celebrate kind of like normal people. I asked this on Twitter, Shelby, who would you rather face? 
And Stanford, I told you. Or ASU. I'd rather face ASU because of the size matchup. And then also Stanford is a jinx and I don't want them to hurt any of our players. Yeah, I don't like, I might regret saying this. I regret nothing. Um, people seem to be kind of like scared of ASU at most. Like, oh, what? they're they're playing awesome. No. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, they're playing awesome in a crappy Pac-12. And they Arizona is the worst matchup in the country for ASU because of the size and athleticism differential. I would rather play ASU because I think Stanford is an injury waiting to happen the way they dive over the top for rebounds. Arizona doesn't have that problem against ASU because they're going to pretty much get every rebound. And plus, it'll be really funny if Arizona can end ASU season. Hot ASU, blah, 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 winners of eight of nine, and then they face Arizona and lose their third game in a row. That'd be cool. Just ruthlessly break their hearts. Oh, my God. Shouts back. so good. Um, also, Stanford will come out really feisty and intentionally try to hurt Arizona. So I just don't want that to happen. Yeah, but to be clear, I think Arizona comfortably... Com- They'd still beat Stanford. Yeah, I we don't... just can't lose to Bellis again. And we can't have Jalen Terry almost like lose his leg or something. Like, we just can't. So... I love how you always call him Jalen Terry. I do. I always get it. Reversed. You want to you want to be called Dalen? Win a title. Dalen Terry, win a title. That's yeah. right. And sorry, uh, Dalen. My bad. He's definitely listening to this. He is super listening to this. So we will have a podcast tomorrow night, or if you're listening to this on Wednesday tonight, about uh, who Arizona will be facing in the other Pac-12 action. I pretty much see chalk in the first uh, in the first round. The only possible maybe Oregon State over Oregon, but. I think Oregon State sucks. Also, shout out to us for watching the Summit League preview highlights, and they definitely got the logo wrong mm-hmm. for South Dakota State. South Dakota State's logo is wrong. They're using San Diego State's logo. <laughs> so. Oh, obscure logos. It's so good. Shout out to ESPN. And Gonzaga did win tonight. Boo. Not that we Yeah, so Gonzaga's locked there. up the number one overall. I don't think I, I don't think there's anything I even if Arizona wins the Pac twelve tournament, I don't think it matters. Um, the big one that you want to be interested in as tournaments get really underway in the next two days is you want Baylor to ideally lose early. Um, Baylor's going to get the South if they win the Big 12, uh, and then Arizona would get the Midwest most likely. You kind of want Arizona in the South, I guess. Um, I said that from the beginning. We should be in For the selfish South. reasons. I just, I just don't want to go to Chicago. But um, and it's going to be the South or the Midwest unless something crazy happens. But... Kansas, Baylor. I think Baylor has a one locked up, probably. So it's Kansas, Kentucky, Auburn would be my guess for the last one seed. That would be an interesting room to be in, all those selection committee people arguing that last fourth number one, just because they're all so kind of close. Yeah, that's the big one. And then, like, what, like, it, it it's very, it's, yeah, because ones if like Auburn and Kentucky lose early. Like the winner of the SEC, you got to assume if it's Kentucky or Auburn is going to get a one. The winner of the Big 12 is going to get a one. And so like, let's say it's Kansas versus Baylor in the Big 12 championship. I would assume both of those get a one. Uh, if Baylor or Kansas lose, let's say Kansas loses early. Um, Kansas is probably two who gets, it's, it's, there's yeah, a it's lot. Tight. There's a, it, it, it feels like there's more at play this year than normal. Normal, like, we like, oh, yeah, these are the top four seeds. It feels like it's a little more open, but I'd be shocked. Um, Gonzaga's a one. That's done. I'd be shocked if Arizona isn't the other lock, and I think the other two are probably pretty open. I always like on Selection Sunday 
after they've done the announcement and they all all the news guys start breaking it down and there's always like the really super outraged guy that's just like can't yeah, wait no to talk to the the committee head guy and he's like i i just you need to clarify this for me there's and then always the head of that the committee, guy the head of the committee is like well actually bob it was nowhere close we didn't even think about putting this to you today exactly and i love the guy it in espn like Gets ready to jump Sometimes out Sometimes it's, is it Reese Davis? Sometimes it's Reese Davis. Sometimes it's, Dick Vitale's usually like super, like Duke will get like a one seed. It's like, it should have been a zero straight to the final four. But, you know. Yeah, that's not happening this year. Because I don't know if you realize, but on Saturday, Duke lost, which is still funny. Yeah. On Tuesday. They're going to beat every team in the ACC tournament by 114 points now. Oh, yeah. Chip on the shoulder. So. It'll be interesting. With that being said. Also, I want to point out this was my idea to do this podcast. Jason did not want to do this uh, podcast. CSUN basketball is on TV right now. <laughs> you know it's that time of year when you're watching Cal State Northridge basketball or Utah Valley versus Chicago State. I think only you are watching those games. No. But I watch all basketball. I know. All the time. And you also have been going to – you went to football stuff last week. Yeah, football starts back up next week. I will uh, – I'm a disaster this week. I'm just gonna be honest. I hate, I hate and love this week. I like, I can't. Shelby, it's been a few years because Eric Zeta doesn't make the NCAA tournament the last few years. But mm-hmm. I literally, I'm not exaggerating, guys. Like, I have to get in my car and drive around and keep myself busy on Sunday because I can't effing stand it. I can't. Four o'clock is just way too long for me. Jason is so anxious that he's actually agreed to go to his cousin's new home walkthrough on Sunday and he's happy to do it because it'll distract him for maybe an hour. You need garden work, honey? I will cut the trees, leaves, whatever. I won't do that. You are not allowed near anything that will cut a tree. That's for sure. Keep your boy away from ladders. And then we will 100%. I said this before. Arizona is going to be in San Diego. Jason Shear will be in San Diego. Um, My sister lives out in Oceanside. So we got to figure it. We'll figure it. We'll figure out a little get together that Wednesday night. Because I have a feeling that Friday Arizona is going to be in like an 11 a.m. game, which is good because then you guys can all get drunk afterward, which is bad because then you guys will all be hung over. So got to balance it out. Correct. So with that being said, I'm Shelby Shear. I'm Jason Shear. And thank you. Bear down. Bear down. Wake up. Go to sleep. No, it's not that late. It's not that late. Okay, tell me this is a good idea. So the Wildcat Authority viewing party or whatever on on Wednesday, we all meet and then we sit together in the splash zone for Shamu. The splash zone for Shamu. Yeah. What? There's no Wildcats there. It's SeaWorld. Oh. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.